You're listening to Coast to Coast Latino. Listening to the Queen of Salsa, the Queen of Latin Music. We lost her in July of 2003. This is the one and only Celia Cruz. She won two Grammy Awards, three Latin Grammy Awards. And let me tell you, folks, if you've never seen Celia Cruz or have ever heard of Celia Cruz, you've been missing out on the dynamics of Latin music in the United States of America. She came to the U.S. in 1960 after the uh, Cuban Revolution and uh, she brought with her this incredible sound, this incredible powerful uh, combination of Afro-American and uh, Latin music. She introduced it to us working with people like Willy Colon Tito Puente, recording with them, and let me tell you, her music is so powerful, you can find her music on iTunes, you can also watch her videos on YouTube, the one and only Celia Cruz. My name is Adrian Perez, I am host here at uh, Coast to Coast Latino, I want to thank you for joining us this Wednesday, December the 9th. We are in a almost complete lockdown in California because of COVID-19. COVID-19 is just uh, ravaging the uh, countrysides. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought that it was just uh, going to be the cities that were going to be impacted by, uh, by COVID-19. It took a while, but eventually we now find that COVID-19 is all over rural states uh, and uh, you know, it's wreaking havoc primarily with the Latino community. We have the largest number of infections. We also continue to be ahead on the number of deaths. And uh, we're only, we're only uh, you know, 14 days away from uh, Christmas. And uh, one of the most frustrating things uh, about this COVID is it doesn't recognize holidays, it doesn't recognize political parties, it doesn't recognize race and ethnicity, uh, but yet it is being a, a ravaging and damaging uh, disease that is, that is going all over uh, the United States, well actually all over the world. But the United States leads the world on the number of deaths and the number of infections. We're also testing like crazy, uh, which is good because the more we test, the better we understand the disease and also uh, the better we know how it's being transmitted. Right now there are so many ways that, that uh, are believed that uh, this, uh, this virus is being tra uh, transmitted and what I want to share with you is all medical facts, all scientific research point 
at a great way of preventing the spread of COVID-19, and that is to wear a mask. And I know some of you are still uh, not very comfortable with wearing a mask. The problem is, is that uh, the more we distribute this virus amongst each other, the more likely it is that we're going to see loved ones either damaged by this or killed by this virus. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that to your family. You don't want to do it to, to uh, your parents, your grandparents, your friends, your neighbors. It's a very ugly disease. You see, when, when you get COVID-19, it immediately attacks the lungs. And essentially what that does is it forces the lungs to fill up with liquid. And the people that die from COVID-19 is equivalent to dying from drowning because the lungs weren't able to obtain uh, oxygen for the rest of your organs. And when your lungs can't get oxygen to the rest of your organs, your other organs are affected. That's why some people die of heart attacks in the middle of this virus. Uh, they die of kidney failure, liver failure, etc. It, it's a very ugly disease. There's no question about it. We want to do as much as we can to prevent it. New statistics have come out on, uh, on COVID-19. And, uh, you know, it looks like uh, we're on course to have 300,000 deaths by January 1st, 2020. And that is very unfortunate uh, because, again, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough enough to lo lose a loved one, but it's harder during the holidays. And during the holidays because it comes once a year and we look forward to it. The last thing we want to do is be mourning someone that we have lost. And uh, now the, the wonderful thing is that we now have a vaccine, several vaccines actually. And uh, Britain has started uh, injecting people with, uh, with the vaccine uh, it was a 90-year-old woman who was the first that was injected. And the great thing about it is we obviously have a vaccine, and there's a lot of people that are not afraid to take it. I know when uh, when uh, my turn comes up, I'm not going to be afraid to take it because I'd rather know that uh, I have some kind of immunization against it versus uh, wondering if I should ever uh, go hug my neighbor and potentially get this ugly virus. And uh, there are a lot of us who have underlying uh, illnesses that make us even more susceptible to this virus. That includes heart disease, uh, kidney disease, uh, cancer uh, and and numerous others that high blood pressure I mean these are common in the Latino community very common 
And that's why we need to take every extra precaution to stop spreading the disease. There was a video that was taken uh, of uh, parties that were being uh, put on primarily by young people. No masks, lots of drinking, laughing, smoking, etc. Uh, Sing-alongs. And that's the best way to spread the virus. You need to talk to your your uh, young people if if you're uh, if you're a parent. You need to talk to your kids. You have to share with them how important it is to protect yourself. You know, during these tough tough times, we not only need to wear masks, but we should probably stay at home. There's a lot of things you can do at home. You don't have to go out. Unless, of course, you need to go out to the groceries, you need to go out to to get some necessities, and I get it, doctor appointments, etc. But do the social distancing. Don't be afraid to look at those markers on the floor and do your social distancing. You know, it's amazing how there are times when I go to our uh, local Mexican market and uh, I go to pay I'm wearing my mask, I'm following all the directions, but the guy behind me, it never fails. There's always somebody behind me who isn't wearing their mask properly. In other words, their nose is exposed. Well, if your nose is exposed, don't bother wearing a mask because it doesn't work. The idea is to cover your nose and cover your mouth, not to cover your mouth, okay, Uh, and expose your nose you got to do both. And it never fails. There's always somebody behind me that's doing something like that. Uh, or they don't pay attention to the markings on the su- in the uh, supermarket that clearly indicate how far apart six feet is. And, you know, just look down and see where the mark is at and stay away, you know. Uh, so... Again, it's up to us. It really is up to us to to make this thing stop. We may get the vaccination. We may not get the vaccination right away. Some people are going to get it early. Others are not. So if if you eat, but even if you get the vaccination, follow the rules until medical people start telling us, okay, you can walk around without a mask. In other words, let me share let me let me put this into perspective how bad do you want for things to go back to normal how desperate are you for things to go back to normal if you're walking around angry at the idea that you're being told to stay home at the idea that you're being told to wear a mask well you should be angry at the people who have decided not to follow the rules because they're the ones that put you in that situation. So rather than being angry about that, be angry about the fact that many people have decided not to follow the rules, to think that this is some kind of a conspiracy that was created, hoax, that was created by by a political party. It's not. It's a real virus it's a real problem and it's something that we need to follow the rules in order to go back to a normal 
kind of a setting. Okay. There are business owners out there, Latino business owners, who are suffering greatly because of COVID-19. Have they been following the rules? Yes, if they got a chance to open up even for the shortest amount of time. They went out, they spent money on plastics, they spent money on, on putting tape on the floor, they spent money on letting people know, putting signs up, letting people know that you have to wear a mask. Some of them went out and got uh, 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 the uh, temperature guns to be able to to uh, take your temperature on the way in. Uh, sanitizers, you know, uh, protective uh, uh, clothing for their workers. And the list goes on of everything that they had to do in order to comply to make sure that everybody, their employees and their clients remain safe. And then you have clients who go in there and screw things up. And that is the frustration that small business owners are facing. It's not their fault that things have been spread. It is their client's fault for not following the basics, directions. They're not complicated. Wear a mask, social distancing, uh, stay at home if you need to stay at home, if you don't need to go out, uh, that kind of stuff. But, you know, everybody everybody has uh, pandemic fatigue. We get that. We all understand that because we're all experiencing the pandemic fatigue. I mean, this has been going on for uh, pretty close to 10 months. So, of course, we're tired of it. And believe it or not, had our president taken it seriously back in January when he first learned about this thing coming and set up a system, a plan on how to tackle this, we wouldn't be in this situation. So for those of you that have been supporting the president's push to, uh, to, to see another four years, I'm sorry. We needed to change the channel because this guy failed to protect us. And that is an oath that he takes with one hand on the Bible when he is sworn in as President of the United States is to protect Americans. He didn't protect us. You know, we have 260,000 people who have died. We're on the verge of seeing 300,000 people die. His job was to stop this thing when it first started. COVID-19 today is the number one killer in the United States, surpassing heart disease. And everybody used to say, oh no, heart disease is a lot worse than COVID-19, surprise. It stopped being that, especially when we started seeing numbers of as many as 2,600 people dying per day of COVID-19. And I'm not talking about a month ago. I'm talking about this past weekend, 2,600 people dying per day. Again, the pandemic is ugly. It's ravaging the entire country and especially amongst the Latino community. In order for us Latinos to take full control of this thing, 
we got to follow the rules. And if you're an essential worker, you have, and if you have not been provided protective clothing, if you have not been provided uh, some type of distancing, then you need to talk to your employer because your employer is failing you. And, you know, we can go on and talk about this thing for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours. We can bring in experts. But I'll be honest with you. If you're not listening to what I'm sharing with you, it doesn't matter how many experts we bring. It doesn't matter how many, how many people with experience and survived COVID-19 I bring in. Because the only thing that matters is what's rolling around in your head. And that is, if you have, if you're casting doubt on the, on the ser seriousness of this particular virus, you're going to continue to do that until you are able to convince yourself otherwise. Again, it's up to each and every one of us to take action to stop the spread of COVID-19. We are responsible for ourselves. Even the president said that back in March when he refused to provide states with the proper protections. And needless to say, he politicized the whole thing, uh, making everybody believe that it, this is a Republican versus a Democrat issue. It's not. It never has been. That's why so many Americans, Republicans, Democrats, communists, etc. That's why so many have died from COVID-19, whether you're Latino, racist, African-American, uh, uh, liberal, extra conservative. It doesn't matter. Every single co corner of the United States has died of COVID-19 because COVID-19 doesn't understand what's going on in your head. It could care less. It's attacking the body. And that's why we need to take it very seriously. Okay. If you think you're super macho and that it's not going to happen to you, surprise. Understand that the super machos are, are actually bags of water. We all are. Bags of water. Okay. And because we are bags of water, we are, it's very easy for our body to shut down. And again, I cannot stress the importance. Wear a mask, wash your hands on a regular basis, teach your kids how to do that, and do the social distancing. And speaking about distancing, distance learning has been having a negative impact, significant impact on Latino kids across the nation. Mainly because we either don't have access to the proper equipment, don't have access to the internet, and in many cases, both parents are working, so there's nobody at home to monitor the child. To, to to be able to tutor the child. And uh, this should be alarming 
because this is showing us that the digital divide has been extremely real even though we got relaxed because we thought the digital divide had been bridged by uh, the use of, of cell phones. Well, the kids cannot do their homework on cell phones. They need a laptop. Uh, kids cannot do their homework if the internet doesn't work. And, you know, shockingly enough, in some areas, we saw parents drive out to uh, schools and parked in the parking lot so like that their child could do their homework in a car versus the comfort of their home. We have experienced something very significant. And we, because the large number of population that we are, understand we're 19% of the U.S. population. That means that almost one in every five Americans is Latino. And we carry a big stick now. And we can demand that cable companies, internet companies, come up with solutions for our kids, come up with solutions for our families. Uh, and that includes makers of laptops. You see, some parents don't understand how a laptop works. And unless they make it simpler, uh, it's going to continue to be a, a headache and a difficulty for many parents to be able to help their child get a good education. And I'm not going to let school boards escape from this because school boards also have a significant responsibility to ensure that all their kids in their districts are being educated. I mean, if your school board member has not made an effort to contact you to find out if your child is being educated, they are a poor school member. You need to throw them out. When elections come around, you need to throw them off those school boards. Because if they're not leading, especially during this pandemic, and if they're not demonstrating a clear concern about the education of your child, and especially Latino children, in California, almost 70% of all the kids in public schools are Latino. And in California, many of the school boards have failed dramatically in providing what is essential for a child to learn. And let me tell you, if, if the teachers are coming back to you and explaining to you and sharing with you that they too are concerned they probably are very genuinely concerned about the education of your child. But they can only do so much. It's up to the school board who hires the school superintendent and provides direction to the school superintendent who manages the district in which your child is attending a school. And they need to provide the proper direction to that school superintendent. 
And if that school superintendent is not responding effectively, they need to remove that school superintendent. So what if he's making $300,000 a year? That doesn't mean that he can't be fired. He very much can be fired. Heck, when we, we meaning as, as Americans, when we get angry and we put our foot down, we make things happen. A perfect example, of course, is the recent firing of our president. We fired the guy on November 3rd. There were so many people that voted against the president from both parties, by the way, not just not just the Democrats. There were a lot of Republicans that said enough is enough. We need to put our foot down. We have a president that's not a very effective, not a good leader, and quite frankly, doesn't know what he's doing. And he clearly showed that. The unique thing about us as voters is we are temperamental, and when we don't like something, we remove it, we fix it. And that's what we've done. And I know some of you are saying, well, no, 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 all the Democrats were the ones that, that uh, voted. No, all you need to do is look at who got elected on the down ballot. When you look at the down ballot, okay, you see that a lot of Republicans either were reelected or newly elected to positions. Heck, California has its first Latina Republican Senate member. That's to give you an idea. This is this is the deep blue state where uh, where Joe Biden ended up with seventy percent of the uh, the statewide vote. We had so many Republicans elected that the the Republican leadership, by the way, which is also run by a Latina, uh, is looking at the potential of having statewide uh, individuals Republicans elected in 2022. So, no, the voters put their foot down with regard to Donald Trump. And I know many of you have been following Donald Trump's escapades, trying to see if uh, one of the lawsuits that he has filed, he's filed almost 50 uh, lawsuits across the U.S. And uh, when you when you look at the many lawsuits and what the judges have said, uh, the appeals that they've made and what appeal courts have said. Two days ago, the U.S. Supreme Court said, enough is enough. You can't appeal to us unless you go through the process. And unless you go through the process, uh, we're not going to listen to your, to your uh, allegations. He continues to uh, allege that there was voter fraud in the election process, and yet every single state that he has challenged has clearly demonstrated there was no vo no voter fraud. In addition to that, his own attorneys told the judges in the different courts that their case was not about voter fraud. And the reason they said that is because if an attorney is caught 
lying to a judge, they can be disbarred, and they know it. One of the reasons why so many law firms quit the president's effort to overturn this election was because they were not about to go before a judge and allege that, you know, there was voter fraud. So what does this mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means. What it means is that the allegations are over. President Trump is just going to have to start packing his bags and move out of the White House and make room for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Now, with uh, Joe Biden having Kamala Harris as vice president, the state of California all of a sudden has a significant voice at the executive level in federal government. Uh, we've been lacking that uh, for a number of years, and uh, uh, since Ronald Reagan, actually. And so it's good to see that California is back on board. Understand, California's population is 40% Latino. So all of a sudden, we have a lot of a lot of say so. Now, uh, uh, Joe Biden understands that, and so what he did is he reached out and tapped Attorney General California's Attorney General Javier Becerra to lead the Department of Health and Human Services. This is exciting because all of a sudden we have a Latino who was born in California also to be part of the executive branch in our federal government. This is very exciting. Uh, now, for those of you who follow us on Facebook, uh, Coast to Coast Latino on Facebook, uh, you know that we've been uh, updating our news and information on a daily basis. We invite you to join us there. Uh, every day, we get uh, anywhere from 10 to 30 new uh, news articles from throughout the U.S. of what Latinos are doing across the U.S., whether it's the pandemic, whether it's elections, small business, education, etc. Learn, expand your mind. Join us on Coast to Coast Latino on Facebook. I want to thank you for joining us this Wednesday, December the 9th. We're brought to you by the uh, Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community. We will be back this Friday, December 11th, where we will be bringing you news and information about what Latinos are doing across the U.S. We'll bring you lots of statistics for those of uh, for those of you who are stats nerds. And uh, again, I want to thank you for joining us. And until next time, stay safe, wear a mask, social distancing, and stop spreading COVID-19. Take care. Preguntándome por qué